This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And it's a very warm welcome to this, the Grand National Edition of the Bar Stewards Inquiry. Over the next 45 minutes, we will try and uh, fit in as many uh, Grand National bingo as we can. So uh, do do look out for those, for, you know, the housewives table and things like that. We'll be taking you through that. Let me introduce you to the most magnificent panel. We have our usual, our, our uh, what do they call you, John? You put a piece of the furniture, aren't you, really? You know, you're just, you're always... Oh, easily a stool. <laughs> So we have John Leng, and we have tonight King of the Flat, Quentin Franks. How are you, Quentin? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, Neville, how are you, Neville? Yeah, very good. King of Yorkshire, is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) And uh, and Dublin's finest, Declan. How are you? I'm good. Good afternoon. Delighted to be back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing we want to know, Declan, is how are you actually alive after Cheltenham? <laughs> oh, it was touch and go. <laughs> it was yeah, touch yeah. and go Saturday morning, but um, I had a good week. I didn't back any winners, but uh, I had a good time. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, you de- you definitely looked as if you were you were having a good time. And um, <laughs> thanks for all the um, the pissed up songs at three a.m. By the way, <laughs> what I particularly. <laughs> What I particularly liked about it was that as the week went on, by the time I was sort of waking up on Gold Cup morning and thinking, oh, Christ, what's he doing now? I'm pressing play. Your voice was like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the boys in the Arkle Bar, the two barmen kept asking me every day, is the voice not back? So um, <laughs> I think I got to know everyone that week. It was, it was a good week. Yeah, no, it was. Um, okay, so we're going to do the usual. We're going to whiz through everyone's best three bets of the weekend. And then we will cover the TV card for Grand National Day at Aintree, of course. And they focus on the big race itself. Um, but before we embark on this, uh, I just need to tell you a little story about what happened to me last night. Um, so um, myself and my dear friend Liz, we went across to Swindon. Now, for those of you that don't know Swindon, it's not the greatest of places. Um, and I'm not just being like a Cheltenham snob when I say that, but it's 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 a little bit weird. Anyway, okay, so we went over there, and I'm low laughing from you, Declan, at this. So we went we went over there to see uh, an Elvis tribute act. Oh, for um, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I did say I said no swearing and no taking. Uh, so basically, like Simon Cheltenham absolutely amazing had to go and see him again in swindon swindon was the nearest place so me and my friend get in my car and by the way his his name is ben portsmouth and he is absolutely brilliant if you get a chance you have to go and see him and his band because they are just it, honestly you'll love it anyway so get in the, the attractions <laughs> the attractions what yeah elvis costello and the attractions no not Fucking Elvis Costello. <laughs> Jesus. I, I thought he was Dan Brompartman. <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. Elvis Costello. No, Neville the Elvis, the king. 
anyway, right. So we go across to Swindon and, you know, like, great show anyway. Absolutely brilliant show. Get in the car, think, well, you know, be, be home in about 40 minutes. Just heading out of Swindon and somebody rear ends my car and writes it off. Now, the person that hit my car didn't speak very much English. So that was the number one barrier. And um, then she sort of kind of animated that she didn't really want insurance involved. <laughs> I didn't really want police involved. So I was there trying to sort of like give me a sum of cash and just like have this, you know, it'll, like that'll patch your car up. And I'm looking at my car thinking, yeah, that's, my car's totally gone. <laughs> and um, anyway, so my friend's like, fuck this, we'll call the police. So my friend rings the police. And then whilst we were waiting for the boys in blue, suddenly these gangs started to converge on us and um, a lot of uh, people were then sort of bystanding, which actually turned out to be her friends and relations. And then, so we were sort of standing, I was thinking, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like here I am on the side of a verge in Swindon, freezing cold, my car's written off and I need to get back to Cheltenham. And I think that I'm about to be kidnapped by this gang. And, so to say I was shitting myself a little bit would have would have been an understatement. Anyway, it up, and it transpires that this girl really isn't a very good driver and has had loads of accidents and didn't want the claim on her insurance. <laughs> so, but unfortunately, her it kind of is, and so her car's written off, my car's written off, and basically one of the guys in her sort of cohort, shall we say, um, offered me a new car with my registration plate <laughs> and I was like nah that's a, that's a bit dodgy mate you know and then so the, the policeman takes me to one side and he was like look they're gonna try and settle with you in cash I can't quite work work out what's going on here but it's fucking dodgy <laughs> I was like no shit really okay and he was like right he goes and he said your car seems okay to drive and I was thinking really fucking bumpers hanging up so Anyway, it's a long story, a very long story short. Finally limped into Cheltenham last night at one o'clock in the morning and went out this morning to have a look at my car in the cruel light of day and thought, Jesus Christ, how did I ever get back in that? And it kind of resembles Declan, you'll know this. Do you remember when um, the episode of Father Ted? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, was, I, 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 I was thinking more for Wall Street, but um, <laughs> you know what I But I know what a father Ted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my car basically looks like that now. So um, that was the story. But anyway, you really should go and see the Elvis. And show. the tribute act, what was that like? It was amazing, Neville. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. amazing. Everybody should go and see Ben Portsmouth and the Taking Care of Elvis band because they are superb. And uh, myself and my friend are actually going to be in Vegas when they're playing. So we'll see them then as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can't I wait. Would, I would ask the uh, Jimmy buddy that hasn't been to Swindon to give it a whirl at some point. Uh, John, don't do it. It's a terrible place. Well, way back when, my uh, erstwhile companion on the gallops at Newmarket Heath, Julian Wilson, uh, spent a lot of time at Swindon. <laughs> Um, we we found out by some miracle he, he got a seat on the board at Swindon Town FC <laughs> around the time when uh, Lou McCary was appointed manager, and it beca- became a bit of a standing joke because I think he was, a- he was actually trying to get Willie Carson on the board as well. At- 
<laughs> You'd have to guess. You'd have to guess. That's not a foreign one. Well, yeah. And um, it, it it was in Newmarket on it was a Wednesday morning when we were watching some horses work. And the phone rang, and he looked at his phone, he was a very aggravated man if uh, he was concentrating on one thing and anybody rang him up, you know. And he said, oh, fucking hell, it's Lou McCary. And uh, I thought, oh, this might be good, you know. And uh, anyway, he answered the phone. He said, yes, yes, no. Right, I'll ring you later. I'll not be not. I thought, that was a bit terse, you know. I said, everything all right, Joe? He you know, said, uh, he said, that place is a cesspit. <laughs> I said, all right, why? He said, um, he said, we've got six players out on Saturday. He said, and five of them have got a dose. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we can't do nothing about it. I thought, well, what do you want him to do? Get the antiseptic out, I thought. <laughs> But that's, I mean, basically, like, honestly, I was, I, I thought, thought I was sort of worldly wise, but Jesus Christ, I've walked through Aintree on my own at night. I thought I was streetwise. Swindon is a whole different ball game. Just, just, just don't go there. Anyway, anyway, this is a racing show. Um, right, we're going to go through the best three bets of the weekend. Neville, I yeah. do forgive you for saying Elvis Costello, honestly, for Christ's sake. Uh, Neville, what's your third best bet of the weekend? Um, right, third best bet is, it's going to be a big price. Okay. And it's in the 145 at Aintree, the yeah. huge field of handicappers. Um, there's several that are coming on from Cheltenham. Uh, one of those is... The, the horse I'm going to select, it's Harry Fry's horse, a 10-year-old, called If the Cap Fits. Now, if you go back 24 months, he would have been within the leading 10 staying hurdlers of uh, of that time. He has deteriorated uh, and he has looked a little bit moody, but he's gotten down such a good mark now, uh, 137. And there were signs that he was coming back to form when he finished uh, sixth at Cheltenham in the Potemps. And I thought he was given a pretty poor ride, in all honesty. He was ridden by a, an inexperienced, I think he's an amateur, Ben, ben Bromley. Ben Bromley. Uh, yeah, and he kept him on the outside throughout the whole of the race. And he was staying on really strongly at the finish. I think the signs are that he's coming back and they've just tinkered with the headgear. They've put blinkers on him the last twice. And there's been signs that he's on the way back. He's going to be 20 to 1. Um, the race is full of horses that are have, have shown the hand and there isn't anything that's got anything to spare over the handicapper. He only needs to improve two or three pounds to be very competitive and he has one round entry. So if the cap fits, is going to be my third best bet. I'm going to go each way. I'm going to break a rule, but I do think he's probably more of an each way bet than a win bet so i'm going to go each way if the cap fits okay that's brilliant cheers yeah that's um he he can be a bit spooky can he? he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a weird character but oh he's a shit i mean there's yeah. no two ways about it but you know shits do win races they do i mean look at john lay <laughs> good evening darling <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, thank you, Neville, for that. Like, let's get back to seriousness. Okay, Declan, go for it. Have you got a third best bet for me? Uh, do you know what? I, I won't mention anything from Aintree because we're, we're gonna we're gonna go through the races, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I looked away from Aintree and there's a pretty dismal card on at Tremor on Sunday and it might be easy to find winners there. And I'm actually surprised Nicholas didn't send Brave Man's game there because it's a few <laughs> in the races. No, no, no. Um, Did you not hear the latest Brave Man's game? Yeah, uh, that he left it in, in Cheltenham. He left it in his box. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, Look, the, the two of the, there's two handicap chases on. They're probably both going to be around 10 to 1. So I'll just go with the, the 434s. Uh, Fangio de Vesey, he achieved the rating of 119 over hurdles. Now, he never really got to test that. It was from winning a maiden hurdle. He never ran in a handicap. So, you know, we're sort of trusting the handicapper. He was behind Siberian Star at Leopardstown, uh, but does have a big swing in the weights. Uh, he ran okay in more competitive races than this, and he struck down to a mark of 116. I think he definitely has a chance. I, I, he was running okay at night when he, he unseated. I think off that mark of 116 here, he, he's going to have a chance on Sunday. Okay, good stuff. He will prefer, yeah, prefer going, um, going around tomorrow as well, I think, than nice. Okay, why well, like likes a few undulations. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But he'll, uh, it's the direction I think he'll, he'll prefer. Okay, okay. Um, right, uh, Quentin, uh, don't tell me it's going to be at first call Wolverhampton, isn't it? You're right, Catherine. It's uh, um, this is poor flat cards tomorrow, to be honest. Um, so this one comes at first in the lucky last. Um, I'm going to take a flyer on one at a big price here. I'm going to put up a horse called Classy Owl. Um, he, it's a ground angle here. Um, he's been on good and good to firm ground, but he moves, he moves like a crab and he moves like a horse that will, will appreciate ease on the foot. Um, he's a big, gross sort of horse. I expect him to do better from, from three to four. Um, I'm pretty confident that he's going to take off this season. He's down to a mark of 57. Uh, it's damn classy and she showed little in one run as a two-year-old. Uh, again, showed little as a three-year-old. Started a four-year-old season on a mark of 45 and ended up the season rated 80, I think it was, 79 or 80. Um, soft ground was the key to her, so I'm kind of hoping, given the way he moves, um, given her liking for, for mud, um, that he'll be able to take off this season. Um, there looks to be enough pace on his side of the track. Um, concern would be um, whether he's straight enough for this, but... Given, given, I think he needs soft ground. I think Jim Goldie will know he wants soft ground. Um, I suspect he'll be straight enough for this. Um, he's twenty-eight to one, and that's my one-point bet. Okay, and just just for our one listener, if you just say the name and the time again, please. Don't. Oh, yep, it's the five o'clock at Thirsk, and it's Classy Owl. Classy Owl. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, John, don't tell me it's a flat horse, isn't it? Yeah, you see, you think I'm predictable, and once again, <laughs> say like you're putting up. If you put up flat horses on Grand National Day, you know, that's actual blasphemy, don't you? Well, <laughs> you, you, you know, you were predicting a flat tip here, and rather late last night in Swindon, you ended up with it all over your face. Don't that bit, to be fair. But uh, yeah, go on. Um, the third best bet tomorrow. Is if the cat fits in the one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, for all the reasons that I've highlighted, I really like the last run. I thought it showed quite a lot of encouragement, and I'm going half a point each way. 
Okay. Cheers, John. That's great. And um, John, may as well stay with you. What's your second best bet? Yeah. No, this is at first. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah. it's in the 3.50 at first and it's uh, Highway Grey Highway Grey, okay Yeah, uh, Tim Easterby's um, okay. Tim's tend to need a run anyway I, I watched this one very closely at Doncaster on uh, seasonal debut did everything I would have expected of it came up there, made, made his round very easily and then when lack of a race told on him he folded up a bit, but I expected that. I wasn't disappointed by it at all. He's off 82 here. He's one off 86. The only worry that his better efforts on balance are probably on good to firm to good to soft. It's soft tomorrow. He has got a second to his name on softer Ponty. But I would urge a bit of caution if the rain comes. Okay. Point each way. Point each way, highway grey. <coughs> yeah. Great stuff. Okay, Declan, second best. Uh Tremor five o'clock on Sunday. Uh this mayor won at Fairy House on Sunday, a regular heartbeat. She actually beat um another mayor I, I think I put up the last time I was on here, Dazzling Dove. Uh she won off hundred and two over two miles over hurdles on Sunday. She's dropped to ninety-nine over fences and runs over two miles. Um she has some of her beginner chases were over two and a half miles, but the best performance was over two miles was behind Magical Days. So she could be she could be well enough in off ninety nine here in regular heartbeat, especially if she's in good form after winning Sunday. Okay, brilliant stuff. Okay, uh, Quentin, is it you? It is your turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, my second best bet comes in the last at Wolverhampton, Catherine. And that okay. The, yep, half eight and. Uh, I'm going for a bet in an amateur riders contest, which isn't really the norm. Um, but I'm happy to have the Resdev way on side. Um, he's nine to four in pretty much across the board. I'm, I made him a fair bit shorter than that. Um, he's reunited with Becky Smith, who goes well with him. Um, I felt he was a lot better than the result when winning at Lingfield, ended up three, four deep at various stages, clocked a big figure for the Greys and hasn't really been seen to best effect under Rab Havlin in two starts on the level since. Um, it's a piss poor race, to be honest. There doesn't look a lot of pace, but he's tactically versatile. Given the strong travelling nature of him, I, I don't think the, the drop back in trip will, will be any hindrance at all. Uh, nine to four, two points win. Okay. Brilliant stuff. Thank you. Uh, Quentin, let me see. So I need to go around again. Yes, I do. I haven't missed anyone out, have I? No, I have, Neville. Oh my God, I'm, going, I'm sorry, Neville. Tell <laughs> okay. um, us. Well, well, my second best bet is in the, the grade one um, staying hurdle. And uh, I'm going, going to go for, I think he'll probably go favourite time hill. Okay. He he just he just never seemed to 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 get a clear passage at Cheltenham in the in the stayers hurdle. Firstly, Florian Porter was given the most fantastic ride from the yeah. front, and he he slowed it down, stacked him up, and then he then he he went did Florian Porter and time time Hill just seemed to he seemed to always be in a pocket and he's a horse that doesn't quicken instantly and he he just need he just he needs to be gradually woken up and ra rather than just just be asked to quicken and i just felt as if he 
is probably a pound or two better than that run. I'm not certain Florian Porter's going to get the comfortable lead he'll get as he did at Cheltenham, although he will obviously set a, a decent pace, which is what Time Hill wants. And Time Hill is, a, is an astonishing horse. He won this race uh, last season. Yeah. Uh, in a, I don't think there's any. It's any stronger. It's probably on a par of, of last year. But he's an astonishing horse. He's run 13 times in his life. He's only ever once been out in the first four, and he invariably runs in in Grade One races. There's holes to be picked with most of them. Champ is a horse that needs to be fresh. Will he be fresh after just 23 days after Cheltenham? Plus, you can't even trust him. Yeah, he's a good Sire, Sire de Belay is probably operating a, half a stone, maybe even more than that, below his, his best of last season. And then you are looking at horses who, who have to find at least 10, maybe even a stone, just to match Time Hill. I think he should be... I think the six or seven to four would be a fair price, but I've noticed that he's about eleven to four. I think he's a real good bet, Time Hill. I absolutely, I love this horse. There's two horses in training that I've got nothing to do with. I obviously love the horses that are in in our yard, obviously. But Sky Pirates one, who's never runs a bad race, is it? And Time Hill's another one. I absolutely love Time Hill, and I think I think tomorrow will be his day. I think he's got a first-rate chance and I also think that Tom O'Brien although he might not look the most stylish which is an understatement but his horses just run so well for him and I think he's one of the most underrated jockeys in the weighing room yeah no I, um, I would agree with that thank you for that Neville that's uh, that's a good shout um, right we'll move on to number one slot before we tackle the Aintree TV cards um, Neville I may as well stay with you while we're there so I don't forget you this time around um, okay. what's, what's your best bet of the weekend um, well my best bet and I thought this this horse would be a lot shorter than he is so I debated whether to make him my, my banker but I really do fancy this one First race at Bangor, the 155. It's the least experienced horse in the race. The youngest horse, only a four-year-old. Line of Descent, trained by Warren Greatrex, ridden by Kaylin Quinn, who claims a very handy seven pounds. Not that I think this horse needs to be claimed off to, to be well handicapped. It cost 135 grand out of um, Simon in a Christmas yard last season after showing really useful form on the flat. He ran off uh, 84 at Musselburgh over a mile six and ran second. So he, he can at least operate to a 84 on the flat. He runs over hurdles in his first handicap off 103. And he's only had two starts over hurdles so far. It was fourth first time at Newbury in a race that has worked out really well. I was looking through all the, the horses that surrounded him. Forever Williams ran one in graded races since. As to TJ Eckelberg, who was second, has won twice. And there's also uh, Maka Devasi of um, Jane Williams has, that was just in front of him. On that form alone, I think a mark of 103 is very lenient. And he didn't perform badly either afterwards at Hereford when he finished third. Um, I did notice that time form had said that he didn't quite run to the same mark, but I, I think he, I don't think he ran much below his Newbury form. He goes up in trip as he stayed well on the flat and off his rating of 103, I don't think there's anything that can touch him. My worry is that I noticed he was seven to one on, with, with most of the bookmakers earlier on this afternoon. I thought, well, 
that's crazy that is. I, I thought everybody had been wanting wanting a piece of him, but I have noticed that he has been supported. But uh, I'm going to make him my my nap line of descent. I think he'll love the trip, and I think he is the best handicapped horse of tomorrow. Okay. Anywhere. All right. Thank you um, for that, Neville. Yeah, I think you know they've they've found quite a weak opportunity here. Um, so yeah, we'll be following in on that one. Um, Quentin, surprise me. Is it flat or jumps your number one? It's flat, Catherine. Of course it is. But I'm taking on John with my best bet, and it comes in a 350 at Thursk, and I want to be with contact. Um, David and Nicola Barron, since they, they started the season well, a couple of winners, a third and a second since since the partnership was in their name. He returns from a 217-day break here, but um, one well one well first time out last season. Um, it was the effort at Haydock last year that caught my eye. He put up a really big figure when chasing home Taskasan and Summer's Night, uh, strong on the clock, and he returns here three pounds lower than that. Happy to put a line for the Shergar Cup run. He was going right-handed and doesn't seem to put up his best in well, going right-handed and, well, it's the Shergar Cup, isn't it? So why yeah. would you? Um, and then Haydock, um, on his final start of his three-year-old career, he was dropped out in a steadily run race. Ray Dawson made a sweeping move and he just blew up. Um, I don't think he gets 14 furlongs and they drop him back to 12 here tomorrow. Um, I had him at the top of the market. Um, there looks to be enough pace in it with one day one day or Montepan stayed a bliss and Emrin likely to press on. Um, I do agree with John that Highway Grey certainly caught the eye and old Happy Tim um, seems to be needing to run. So uh, I'd expect that to step forward. But it was contact for me at 13 to 2, 7 to 1. OK, cheers. Is that is that a new one for our glossary, Happy Tim? Is that official, that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You agree with that one, John? Absolutely. You wouldn't miss and a miserable get. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, you, you, you can send, send him into a kid's party on Christmas morning and then piss on the presents. Piss <laughs> 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 on the presents, that's superb. I think I'm not using that. Brilliant. Okay, uh, yeah, fair enough. Understand, yeah, that has to go in the glossary. Um, right, John, <laughs> go on, you're number one. Happy Tim will be thrilled with me because this is one of his. We're in the four thirty at first, um, and Bastille is the one where the the lucky pin has fallen. Now, this ran in a what looked on paper to be a fairly decent maiden at Donny at the Lincoln meeting, and there were some interesting horses in. There was a Haggis one, a Gosden. There was a horse called Barley that won a maiden at Nottingham this week, and. Well, I was eagerly anticipating to make notes on all of them. I finished up making the biggest note on this thing. Yeah. Um, reminded me very much of um, the big clumsy kid at school that had outgrown everything, including his brain, when he did puberty. And um, couldn't get out of his own way when the stores opened. Didn't know what day it was. Um, shuffled along a bit by Big Dave, trying to educate him. And what really caught me out was when the pace quickened, because there went no pace as well. When the pace quickened about three and a half out, this thing held his own for about a furlong, where it just looked as though it was moving at half speed. The scope and the size of this thing is something to say. I mean, 
Whether the thirst will suit him <laughs> down to the ground, I don't know. But believe me, this is a tell, Liz. Um, okay. And uh, Brad Spear will make the mark, he said, given he was beaten favourite in the convivial. Probably found the ground a bit lively that day, but he's got a rotten draw to contend with. This boy's bouncing out of the fag box. As we know, I think Dave's too thick to stop him, so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be open for a positive ride. I think the horse will wake up a ton from the Doncaster race. Yeah. 22 to 1 is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I'll have 1.5 points each way. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you. I like that. I like that, John. You know, strong opinions. Absolutely. Um, Declan, have you got one for us that will, uh, you know, trainer that will piss on a kid's presence on Christmas Day? Uh, I, I, I found one there. I had a little look while everyone was talking. Um, the, the bumper at Tremor, I didn't go very far looking. <laughs> the, the bumper at Tremor on Sunday, it's 5.30. There's a horse in here called I Am Shadow. She's a half-sister to, I don't know whether you remember, Don Shadow. They, they actually... She's the same connections. Well, I think Don Shadow was that low, but Kieran Murphy has taken over the yard now. But they thought enough of uh, Don Shadow to run her in the Drinmore, which mm-hmm. Delta Work won. She fell in the race and she never really recovered, but she was quite smart. Um, she's she's out of a mare called Korsky Shadow. She's a homebred. She's by getaway. But our first bumper, which I expect her to come on from, was won by uh, Law Ella who was second to a Shaw Diamond yesterday. So mm-hmm. I, I'd be, I think she'll be a big prize. She could be about 20 to 1. I'd be expecting um, a big improvement. And I, I look, it's a bumper, so they'll definitely be trying anyway. Yeah, OK, awesome. Like that. So we've got horses in the in the double figures as, uh, as top bets. Great stuff. Right, let's look at this Aintree card. You know, I've been sat in here, like, you know, having to listen to all this flat stuff whilst uh, chewing my nails, wanting to get, get a grip on Aintree. Obviously, we've spoken about 145, um, both of you going for John and Neville going for If the Cat Fits. See, 145 is on RTV. ITV races start at 225 with the Betway Mersey Novices Hurdle, uh, two mile four. Um, who wants to kick off the Aintree card? Don't all shout at once. <laughs> I, I can I, 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 OK. Uh, well... It's Three Stripe Life ran a race that uh, uh, probably ran, ran, his, ran his best ever race today when chasing home Sigurhard at Cheltenham and is an obvious place to start. That, that Ballymore run is as good as anything on show and has been given a, a rating of 150. Gordon Elliott's horses are, you, you wouldn't say they were flying, they're not out of form, but they're not. Everything <laughs> just, is, is, they, is, they are running well. But they're not all running well, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, and I'm quite happy just to pass that over, particularly with it's only it's only less than a month since Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. I thought Nicky Henderson's horse, Walking on Air, didn't have any right to be one of the favourites. I felt as if all right, he'd beaten a horse at Newbury called uh, He Could Be The One, but that was conceding £7. And it's very hard to, to work out how good he is. I think, it's, I think the price there is factored into the, the breeding, isn't it? Obviously, uh, yeah. a, chi- a child of refinement. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's what, what most people 
what most people are are going on there, and that obviously for everything the newbie one. She she hasn't actually thrown anything sensational though, has she? Refinement. Um, what has she thrown? The horse that used to be remind she's me. She's thrown one. I think she's thrown one good one. The horse that was with Joseph O'Brien. Can't remember the name. Can you remember the name, Declan? It'll come to me soon. Who was um, it? Uh, refinement. What she's what she's had on uh, running. There was a horse. Risk factor was it? Uh, it was a horse. Did, it ran ran in the Cheltenham bumper. In the did the horse in the Tabor colours? Yeah. Yes, it was meticulous. That's meticulous. That's well done. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing. Nothing. It's a great pedigree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I don't think she's she's bettered herself. It's, anyway, walking on S form, it, you, you you're taking it on trust. How good he is, and he's in, on the bare form. He's got to find a few pounds. Uh-huh. I thought that maybe. The uh, one one of the Alan King horses could win, um, Harbour Lake or or North Lodge. I was really impressed with North Lodge. I know, he, I know he got beat at Kelso, but he was he was conceding his penalty, oh. and I I think he's for for a horse with so little experience, you know. But again, it's probably not a race to get too heavily involved in. No, no. I mean, obviously, um, Declan, I was going to ask you about this obviously good risk at all just missed the cut for the county and gordon told him to fuck off he's a bit keen um, though, that horse. <laughs> do, you not, do you not think he's too keen for two and a half um i i he, he wanted did he win his handicap over two and a half he yeah for all. He, yeah he, when he he was I, thrown in though like he was yeah. i do it, have he? him down as a as a grade one horse in waiting um I know, obviously, they they tried the, desperately to get in at Cheltenham, so um, and have come here for for a Grade One as opposed to the County. Um, I do I do have them down as a as a as a as a Grade One horse. What, what do you think, Declan? I did. Um, I actually backed the anti post for the Supreme because his bumper form is looking really really strong, but he just kept hitting the bar. Then um, does he have bumper form that ties in with Jelino Bello actually, who won today? Yeah, and El Ellie Bell has um, form. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I look, I, I'm not willing to discard him just yet, but he does have an awful lot to prove. Mm. And I think, look, I, I you know, he, the likes of Tree Strike Life is a genuine grade one yeah. horse, in my opinion. So he, he's got to have to step up. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I let Neville continue. <laughs> what, what one that I didn't mention that you've just mentioned, Ellie Bell? She's got form round Aintree, and I think the step up in trip will suit her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. and of course she gets the mare's allowance, which takes her to just about second or third best behind three striped life. So I think she has to be considered. Um, but but you, you have to take the stamina on trust. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not guaranteed just yet, is it? I just well, don't I... think it's a race to get involved in, really. Okay, okay. Um, what about my my two flat correspondents there, John Quentin? Anything to uh, I add? Saw, I saw Colonel Mustard in in the library with a candle. <laughs> um, was interesting with the hood on at the price, but just because I think he'll travel nicely down there. Um, yeah. But I, I think three straight life's going to be hard to beat. I couldn't really back him at five to two, eleven to four. I, I think he's priced up right. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think the stewards will let uh, the BFG have a winner? <laughs> well, I don't know if the horse on its way around the parade ring will come. <laughs> him to fifth. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Quentin, Quentin, does this interest you at all? Probably not. No, it did. It did. It did. Okay. I was um, I was happy with Goodrisk at all, to be honest. Um, yeah, they're quite happy the way you could buy to a mark of 137. Um, I get he travels strongly, but he's, he's travelling strongly against inferior rivals at Ascot um, last time out. Um, big on the clock that day, I think. This good to soft ground will be absolutely fine. I I, I think he's a genuine graded horse. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the markets kind of put him into place. Like he's rated one three seven, and oh, he can't beat what's uh, what's Gordon's rated one fifty odd. Yeah, uh, can't beat that. Um, I'd have I'd have him shorter than the seven to one on offer. Uh, okay, a better race traveling to it well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with that at seven to one. Okay, great stuff. Um. Right, we'll move on to the... I, I, I didn't get a goal, Captain. Oh, sorry, Dan. <laughs> sorry, um, I, thought, I thought you'd... Um, I thought, you know, I thought I'd I'd come to you, but I maybe... I probably dreamt that somewhere along. You know, yeah. The most bizarre 24 hours I've had, I probably dreamt that. <laughs> go for it, go for it. Um, yeah, look, I, I love Tree Stripe Life. Um, he was you second do, in the Valley Mars. I, I really, really like him, but I, I, I do always try to avoid horses who've ever actually had them at this meeting like it's it's, it's so unforgiving for horses who are feeling anything there's nowhere to get a breeder into them and you know if, if you're if you're feeling the pain you know you're it's an end-to-end gallop or entry and they, they just don't get home and yeah i, I actually think if, if there's a horse who deserves a grade one it is three stripe light because it's been so unlucky all season yeah they they missed this, the last hurdle at Leopardstown. I think he'd have asked Sir Gerhard serious questions that day. But yeah. because they his, his jumping was electric down the back and Sir Gerhard wasn't jumping at all. But because they missed the last, Sir Gerhard just galloped them into the ground and you know, he put the pressure on Three Stripe Life, who made a mistake at the last, but it would have been the other way around. He'd have been asking them serious questions. But unfortunately, you know, there was low sun, so they missed it. But even at Christmas, he jumped up the arse or something. So unlucky against Mighty Potter. He does deserve this, but mm. it's just so hard to put your trust in anything who's had a hard race at, at Cheltenham. Um, walking on there, I, I think, is, you know, he's full of Nicky hype, isn't he? Probably full of <laughs> something else as well. But, um, <laughs> you know, he was behind, shall we have a bar in, in his bumper? And that form, you feel fated, shall we have one more, unfortunately. Yeah. But, the farm's not really working out. His newbie farm's only okay. Uh, Colonel Mustard out of Void, I think he's a really good horse. He's, you know, really good place for him in grade ones, behind Sir Gerhard, behind John Bond in, in grade two at Ascot. But again, it was a big run from him in the county, and they really went for it. Mm-hmm, the they the did, two yeah. horses, yeah, they, like they really it kind of gave him a, a good ride. and. He he just really bumped into one, didn't he? Like statement, was, yeah, yeah. even though the handicapper went to town on him, he was still thrown in. Uh, the two I like actually ran behind John Bond. Um, my eye has been behind John Bond. He got away from John Bond that day, but he gave Constitution Hill a lot of weight early on in the season. And you know mm-hmm. he's, he's coming here having a boy at Cheltenham, and I, I think he's a decent enough horse. There, there's no. There's no John Bond to worry about today. There's no Constitution Hill to worry about today. And you're, you're looking at the good horses in the race, the three-stripe life, who, who could be still feeling Cheltenham. But the one I'm most keen on is Nelson. You know, I thought when he was behind John Bond at Haydock, he was crying out for further. Yes. Uh, he's gone to Kelso, and he he beat North Lodge, who's in here, like, in the shadows of the post. He, he just got there. Yeah. I think he's improving. 
he also beat Bold Endeavour who was pulled up today. I think he made a mistake, but I think Bold Endeavour could also be a good horse. I I think Nelson could be a bit of a surprise here at a big price. I know there's there's decent horses in there here, but there's holes to pick in them all. Like yeah. there's holes to pick in LA Bell. You know, even Stage Star who won the shallow, I don't rate the shallow form at all. He was pulled up in the Ballymore. I think there's too many holes to be picked in a lot of them. And I think Nelson, he's gonna he's gonna relish this. I think he loved this trip. Okay, great stuff. Thank you, Declan. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you reminded me that I hadn't let you had your 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 full <laughs> speech there. Um, okay, so moving on to the three o'clock, the Poundland McGull novices chase two mile event. Um, who loves chasing? Poundland like a, a yard shop, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that the prize money, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't remember what it is in Ireland. What's the well, with, with the cost of living going up, we're gonna make it the 30 bob shop, aren't we? <laughs> Although weirdly though, they've kind of diversified a bit. You can go into Poundland these days and there's like you could be like, that's a fiver and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. kind of, you know, product diversification and all that. Um, right, who loves chases? I know who loves chases. John Lang loves chases. Go on, John, anything for me? <laughs> yeah, this won't take long. Just back the Arkle winner at four to six. He'd win six out of ten of these, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. Absolutely. I think I've talked at length before about my love for Edward Stone and how genuine he is. And that it's a it's, it's a strike for the good guys of the game, isn't it, Edwardstone? Um any does anybody see anything other than Edwardstone running tomorrow before I get into this race? I think they're going to do a mad gallop, aren't they? They've got four players who only know one way of running. And gen- Gentleman, to me, is exactly the same. So they're going to set the race apart for Edward Stone. If he's if he's still in the same form as it was 25 days ago, whatever it was, he, the race is going to be set up for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's got such a fantastic attitude, I think, Edward Stone. Yeah, he's got everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so shall we brush over that one? Nobody else wants to throw their hat into the ring with something bizarre? Ah, uh, you, you can't be letting odds on shots go off like that. <laughs> you know, you, you can't. Like, it, and, and I, look, I, I do think he's head and shoulders above all the two-mile chasers. Actually, looking back at the article, it was probably quite poor. Like, Gabby Nacko stayed on for second. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably no real superstars in there, unless it's Edward Stone. And look, he's a really good horse. He, I, I hope he goes on and he does it in open company. Um, he's probably not getting the credit he deserves, but he did run at Cheltenham. He could be still feeling it. I would have, like The rest of them, it is hard to take him on, but like Tortoy and Lucky's a bit of a spoofer and he, he's well held. You know, Mick Pastor's at nothing, really. Amarillo Sky ran at Cheltenham for pleasure ran at Cheltenham and Fugitive probably has no chance. But Gentleman to me, like he, he's won two chases long odds on. He probably beat a lot of non-triers the last day, but he has good beginners form and, and beginners chases in Ireland can be as good as grade ones at times. Oh, absolutely. Like he's behind, yeah. you know, yeah. He was behind Fairly Hollow and he was behind Hot and Calera Christmas. I, I was there that day at Leopardstown and Hot and Calera was really, really good. Like that was really, really impressive. Uh, and I think he's one that's got to improve again next year. I think he's only a, a, a five-year-old. But, um, and maybe Hot and Claire's not a five-year-old, is he? Six. Uh, six, is he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, look, I, I think he's one to go and prove. That was a really, really impressive at Christmas. And I suppose if you're going to try to take Edwards down on it, I think it has to be with gentlemen to me. He's probably, he's the least exposed. We we don't know what he can do. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just can't be letting odds on shots go off. 
Okay. I would slightly disagree with that. Like, I'm Edelstone's the right favourite. He probably deserves to be shorter. Like, I hate third time lucky. I didn't like him <laughs> at the start of the season. I loved it when Skelton shot his bolt early in the, that sand down. But I think he deserves to be second favourite, to be honest. He's been freshened up. Like, he, he chased home uh, Edward Stone in a mon- monster time at, at Warwick. Um, he's going to have the perfect setup here to pick up the pieces. I'd have him second favourite over Gentleman to me. Will, will uh, he I, be picking if, up the pieces, though, with, with Harry on board? Absolutely losing the plot, like you know. Yeah, well, you saw it at Warwick. They're just going to ride him chilly. Like that. That's what I think they'll do. They'll just sit, ride him chilly, try and pick up the pieces. Um, International,对，Quentin，那里有个，哎，什么，Bournemouth，Ancombe，哈哈哈哈哈，哈哈哈哈哈，哈哈哈哈哈，哈哈哈哈哈，哈哈哈哈哈，哈哈哈哈哈，
mm. top grade. He was 11th in the pretend. So I think his, he's had his chance of trying to win a grade one. Ashdale Bob is a horse I really like. Um, he was very, very good in the Galmoy at Gowran. Um, he was just touched off by a brilliant ride from Mark Ryan under yeah. Devil's Coach in the Boyne Hurdle. And he was toured in the Carl Cup. You know, if he can, he's yeah, he's ran a them. As, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Like, there's, there's, there's two of them here that have ran in a Haydock when it was almost unraceable. And I said that day, I couldn't back another. I couldn't back a horse that ran that day again this season. Now, I know Tord Wind won the pretense. Tord Wind mm. did, did run the race that Thomas Derby and Molly's Ollie's Wishes ran in. Yeah. But I, I, I couldn't complete for the case forward for any, any horse that ran that day. The, the ground was too bad. And and jockeys just lost the plot and went too fast. Um, two outsiders I think could could run a big race. Kashari he ran a fine race in the stairs. Now I, I know I'm sort of being a bit of a hypocrite here, but he has won here. I think he could he could yeah. if he's not failing Shetland, he could run a big one. But Patrick Griffin's horse Roy Madge is a hundred to one. He's won an awful lot of money in France. He's won greater chases in France. Um, he's won hurdle races in France. It was a surprise to see him come over to Ireland. Uh, his first run was in the Red Mills um, Champion Hurdle Trial at Gowran. He he ran those sort of race, but it was over two miles. He's stepping up the tree here. But he's gone and won at Down Royal um, over three and a half miles, I think, on, on Paddy's Day. He beat yeah. a decent field. I think Sancro was in the field, actually. So, it was. He's Augusta Gold, yeah. Yeah, yeah and Augusta Gold, the mayor, yeah. Like he, he's running, Sacco's running the Grand National tomorrow. Yeah. Roy Madge is, is if if he takes it as hurdles, 100 to 1 is ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. off the wall, like, you know. For a horse that's won as much prize money as this fella has, um, he, he's won seven chases in France, he's won one hurdle in, in 32 starts. He's obviously got a lot of ability, and I just think he's totally disrespected in in yes. the market here. He was actually entered in the national, he was the fourth reserve and James Reevely was going to come over and ride, but Darrell O'Keefe takes the ride here and you know, if if yeah. if, if, if Lauren Porter's feeling Cheltenham still, if it's left a mark, this is wide open then Absolutely, could, yeah. Could not throw a few euro on a hundred the one shot who yeah, has, no. you know, has good form. Brilliant stuff like that, Deck. Thank you. Um, right, flatheads, anything for this? <laughs> flatheads. <laughs> Life's getting bad when you laugh at your own jokes. It's like the American serviceman haircut. Yeah, that's actually what came to mind when I said that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are what are your views on this? Uh, on this, what what seems to be another version of the uh, stairs hurdle? I'll, I'll be heading to the fridge, getting the patty out, and giving yeah. it a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Get, getting ready to see uh, Venetia in the finery. I told you, I'm off the nation now after uh, Royal Pigal ran like a Pigal. <laughs> really, yeah. So uh, it's all about Rebecca now. All about Rebecca now. Okay, okay. Well, sadly, she doesn't have any runners. Um, she doesn't have runners anyway, so it doesn't matter. True, yeah. Uh, Quentin, anything for you in this? Uh, one to one to. Play probably him running. Um, see if flooring. Ashdale, there's two pace angles. Flooring Porter, Ashdale, Bob. Uh, sit there, look at the look at the clock um, through the first furlong or so, and and go from there. Flooring Porter's semi uncontested on the front end. He he, he wins this. Um, he got a factor in Cheltenham, but I, I'm pretty sure he just just beats this lot. There's very very samey bunch. Okay. 
Okay, good stuff. All right, we've got um, we've got a, a handicap, uh, a three mile one furlong handicap chase to get out of the way before we talk about um, the end game, the Grand National. Never used to do this on National Day, didn't they? No, the National used to be next. I mean, you know, three miles. The chance of half a dozen National Raiders ending up in hospital, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's quite bizarre, isn't it? Two, three miles. I think they they moved it because of the football and shit that's on before. Yeah. So it's like after after full times and that. Yeah. Should have moved it to Friday. Be <laughs> over now. I say, I, say, I say it's absolutely dancing up there tonight. Um, I I do actually have a slight fancy in this, but um, these horses are so in and out. I just I never know where I am with them. But I did half fancy um Killer Kane in this off ten two. Um, does any anyone else have a um have a strong fancy? I, I like Killer Kane too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He sort of got his act together. I, I, I knew of Killer Kane when he was a point to pointer because he beat for Big Grand France, and I knew the man who owned and trained for Big Grand France. So, um, okay. he had told me to watch out for him, and then he was sold for like three hundred fifty grand, mm-hmm. uh, and and he really struggled. Like sometimes, you know, if you're buying a point to pointer, there's a good chance you're buying a bug. Like you know, even mm-hmm. if he's they, they they take a few years to come to hand. I think he's finally got his act together. Um, he, he's won two novice handicaps now. Uh, he's still relatively unexposed, where a lot of these are, are quite exposed. Uh, and I just think he's got to be better than 131. Um, he, he yeah. could be, you know, if he continues to progress, he's he's got to be better than that. Like, I think he will develop into maybe a high-end handicapper. Like, you know, yeah. um, I, I, I do think he's... He's got a lot of stick. I think he's better than this anyway. And the other one I like is uh, Captain Ard, who mm. went up eight pounds for beating Kitty's Light at Kempton, and that probably is not looking overly not harsh looking too now. Bad, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think t- t- yeah, the, the two of them would have a decent chance. Okay, um, Nev, you like this one? Um, <clears throat> well, the hand, the handicapper must be f- feeling r- rather. Uh, I, He's probably got mixed feelings about this race because Shan Blue would have won the um, the race at Weatherby, the the first graded chase in the seat, the Charlie Hall, by 20 lengths. Mm-hmm. But because he fell at the third last, he can't alter his rating. So he's able to run off 148. He would probably have run to, what, 165 that day had he stood up. He was off with an injury subsequently and they brought him back for the Gold Cup. And although he was six of... No, it wasn't the Gold Cup, was it? Was it the Gold Cup he ran in? Ryanair, wasn't it? The Ryanair, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Ryanair. Um, he was six of seven, but he still ran to his rating of 148, even though he was beaten 32 lengths by Alaho. Mm-hmm. He surely... Surely on his Charlie Hall form, he's better than 148. He's got to be. But then again, the price is factored into that. Do you want to take five to two or nine to four? He's without doubt the standout, but he's going to make the market for everything else. And I don't know. I don't know what you did. There's nothing that, that really is outstanding amongst the others. But Shan Blue off 148 on his Charlie Hall form, he wouldn't go off the snaff, would he? Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I see, I see that angle. Yeah, I do. Mm, the I problem just... is Hardy's probably kicking for home now, though. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone for it. That, I was, 
<laughs> literally took the words right out of my mouth like that you know you look at it and you go yeah but you know we all know that um in these uh in these sort of uh good races harry does tend to get a bit overexcited and that would that would be my concern yeah it's slightly downhill out the parade ring isn't it i think you'll be chance to get a momentum and kick off. <laughs> just put a hood on him <laughs> anyone Pair else plugs Jesus, he needs the works anyway. Um, <laughs> anyone else got anything to shout before we move on to the Grand National? Yeah, uh, one. Go on, on, after you, John. After yeah. you, after you. Um, I, I thought Tony Blowjobs had a chance to bounce back. Sam Brown. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, a round last time, probably too soon after a hard enough race the time before. And he's had. Big end of twelve months after freshen up for this. Was nicely fancied for that head off race and went all right for the first hundred yards or so. Um but yeah, yeah, I think if you wanted a sporting better to sporting price, I think that one might go well tomorrow. Okay. Okay. And Quentin? Uh the one that interests me, I put him up on the Cheltenham podcast, um, T Clipper. He kind of he got mucked around at the start that day. Um, there was a second start, ended up shuffled shuffled back, and then made made good headway for the field. Um, but the pace wasn't stopping. He ended up blowing up because because of the way he made his effort. But it was first, it was first start of, after wind surgery. Um, the way he went through the way suggests he's well handicapped, and and he's he's been dropped the pound for that. Um, similar, we came here after Cheltenham last year and ran a, ran a big race over hurdles. Um, but I still think he's well handicapped. The price has kind of ebbed away throughout the day. It was eight, eight to one this morning. It's now sixes. Mm-hmm. If he drifts out on the machine to, to eight, so I have a stab at him win only. Um, but yeah, he, he went, went went through the race at Cheltenham like a well handicapped horse. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, okay, great stuff. Right, well, let's let's look at the. Um... The the world's most famous steeplechase. Let's try and chuck in as uh, many uh, Grand National bingos as we can in this last ten minutes. Um, I, I, I just to uh, just to uh, there's two that I fancy, and then I was watching um, the road to Aintree, and I see that Ruby Walsh has actually put up both the horses that I'm about to put up. Uh, obviously, you know we didn't confer or anything like that. <laughs> Ruby wasn't in Swindon last night, was he? I uh, don't think so. I can't really see Ruby in Swindon, to be fair. You know, I, I can't really see many people in Swindon, to be fair. It's, oh, Jesus Christ. I thought Foster was horrible, but yeah, that's a whole new level of horrible. Um, okay. Um, I I really do fancy obviously, Ruby's dad's horse any second now. I backed him last year. I know he's got a lot more. He's got nearly more. Like, he's well, so cool. Well, he got two, he got two pounds for the run last year, and then he ran over hurdles. Yeah. And they gave him another five. I know. Like they, yeah. they gave him the two for the run. Mm. For, yeah, I you know. know. Yeah. And then they gave him another five. Like it's, yeah. but, you know, is is it is racism or ethnic criticism or? <laughs> you know, like come on, you know, he, he gave him two. I think. And then I... they gave him five. I, Ted's horses are obviously in in good order. The way the way he jumped round last year, oh, I do I do I do really fancy him. And I also um, really fancy Longhouse Poet. Um, I, I was watching. I was really interested watching the um, the road to Aintree and the fact that how the how the complexion of the race has changed. 
um, now you need to be sort of a classy, speedy stayer rather than a plodder. And if you look back through the nationals of the last 10 years, you can actually you can see how how that has evolved. Um, so they're, they're my two longhouse poet and any second now. Um, I will go to John because you'll know he loves chasing. Um, John, your Grand National fancy, please. Um, I like enjoy the learn. I think it's had a significantly spooky prep. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween uh, spooky, carrot spooky. Well, a bit, a bit of carrot jam. Object spooky. Bit of early here and there, and just sneaking about, baby. Okay. Um, I also like Longhouse Poet. Okay. Um, for all the reasons you mentioned, I'm, I'm a little bit wary of any second now because I don't like horses coming back to the national that you think should have won last year. Hmm. There was one Bob Ogden had, was it Ad Hoc? Ad Hoc, there was Clam Royal. <laughs> Travelling like God knows what when it came down, and then, yeah, you know, it was always going to win a national, wasn't it? And, yeah, yeah, I'm back to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, it seems to happen. This. Yeah, is it going to be one of those? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's an unlucky one every year, and everybody's saying, we can't wait to back that next year, you know, and then next thing you know, it's up eight pound and runs like stuck big. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that happened with Ted's. I think I think he's targeted the race. Yeah. He's got an excellent prep. There's no reason why it shouldn't run well. But I, I think 10 to 1's skinny. Really. Okay. Yeah, I do just have to, and sorry I don't um, remember your name, whoever it was who put this on Twitter, but I saw something absolutely hilarious on Twitter the other day um, where they it, they called Santini HMS Santini. <laughs> 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 and that just really tickled me, so thanks to whoever put that on. Um, I mean, yeah, he stays, but he, yeah, he, he doesn't have a pace for modern national, does he? Mm. Really? No. Nope. Nah. Uh, okay, um, Declan, what are you back in? Yeah, look, I, I think yeah, you're dead right, Catherine. Like you, you have to travel like a traveling thing in the in the national now. Like you have to be really up at the pace, and that's what I think is against Delta Work. While he's a multiple grade one winner, he's kind of a hold up horse, isn't he? Like mm, yeah, he, 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 is, he yeah. doesn't travel up there in the van, and I think you just have to do that. And I, it sort of weights and and stamina. I think about the window a bit because I think they have so much fun, and. The one I, th- I think is going to have the time of his life tomorrow was Freewheel and Dylan. Like, oh, yeah, you love, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, when he won the Irish National last year, I just thought, Jesus, there's a horse who'd love going around entry because he jumps yeah. for fun. Yeah. Um, he, he got a bit of a freebie, but they, ju- they just couldn't reel him back in. He was having such a good time last year yeah, in the Irish National. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. just, you know, look, it's going to be well watered. I don't know if there's any more rain due, but it's, it's not going to be fast. They never let entry get fast. They can't, but... It, you know, if, if it was good ground, I think he'd be an absolute good thing. But, you know, I, I'm quite keen on him. I fancied him since he won at Fairly House last year. And I just I just think he's, he's going to enjoy it. He can travel. He stares. He jumps. And if he doesn't get a fright over the force, he'll start to enjoy himself. I think yeah. he could be. He, he won't have to lead because they race so wide across the track. He'll just be having fun and... You know, he, he might know he's in a race until they come to the tour last, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. It, it could be hard to peg him back then. He, he could start to get serious. I know he's not coming here with an awful lot of form, but, you know, that's how you handicap a horse as well, isn't it? Like, you Absolutely. Know, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. You know, you handicap, handicap them, get them to peak for the right day. And 
the other one I, I, I only decided today I'd give him a chance and I can't believe I'm saying this but you know Sandro can travel I know I know, you know? God, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've given this horse a lot of stick over the years a lot of stick I love because him. he was absolutely love him you know he, he was hyped up and I hate hype horses uh, and it, it just didn't materialise he should have seen the fence sooner instead of going down the champion hurdle route it was that you know why yeah. why, why would you send a chaser yeah, yeah. pick up bad, bad, bad habits of second season over hurdles if he doesn't get a fright over the force tomorrow he could really start to enjoy himself and he can travel he, he yeah. I, I, he's probably not the strongest stayer in the world but it might not matter if he switched off and he's enjoying himself he, he's not going to know he's in a race you know till, till near home and he, he could definitely outrun his price anyway yeah, and I, I I thought like Sean Bowman was absolutely brilliant today on Mac Totty. Just like you could, yeah, he was absolutely. Yeah. I I really, in, you know, big fan of the of the Bowens. Um, okay, um, Neville, what's your fancy? Um, well, you can, in all honesty, you could probably fancy fifteen or maybe even more in this race. It's just there's so many, but the two that I've I've come up with, um, my my main fancy is Cloth Cap. I know that. <laughs> On his Kelso form from last year, and I know, and I know we're going, we're cherry picking his form, but he's better than one four seven. He's got to be, he's got to be at least ten pounds well in, and he was travelling well up until his his wind gave out in the national last year. Mm-hmm. He's had a quiet season. Clearly, this this has been uh, the, the main aim, like like I suppose ma- many of them. But if you look through his form, is his worst runs this season, and he's only had what he had four runs since wind surgery from entry last year, and his his worst runs have been when the ground's been soft. He doesn't want it soft. You look through his best form; it's all on good or or maybe just on the easy side of good. And last time at Doncaster, he came third. It got beat a long way, but it was it was soft that day, and he did travel well up until. I think it was maybe approaching the second last. He jumped badly left-handed at Ascot when he would have been fourth off 150. Had he not jumped left-handed so so violently at most of the fences, he'd have been right on the tails of the the first three that day. But he did he did refuse, which you can't get. Yeah, yeah. is a problem. But you know. He's so well handicapped for me, cloth cap. I'm going to take a chance with. I backed him last year. I had, I had a good bet on him last year, and that was off this, a pound higher than it is this year. And he was considered a handicap snip last year. So he's going to be my main tip. My other one is a horse that uh, I don't think he was put in the race last time. Is the the politest way to to put it? Uh, Kill this art. Mm-hmm. Of, of Ben Paulings. They ran him over two and a half. He's a thorough stayer, this horse. Yeah. ran him over two and a half. He got beat 23 lengths, but he was staying on nicely for no pressure at all. If you look back through his form, he, he, he finished second off 150 behind the conditional at the festival mm-hmm. two years ago in the Ultima. And he's clearly been ready just for this. He's a fresh horse. He's had one run when um, it would have been like a race course gallop and huge odds at 50 to 1. I think he's worth taking a, a small interest on. So cloth cap and Kildesar. Yep. Well, there's loads of value to be had in this race. Yeah, I didn't realise Kildesar was 50s. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, Quentin, 
do you, do you do you like Quentin? Obviously, I know you're you're a flat man through and through. But you know, would um would the national be a race where you would sort of you know sit down and really do the study, or are you just uh, not? I've never backed the the winner of the national, so maybe that tells a <laughs> tells a story, right? Um, There's only one a year though. Yeah, thankfully. Well, no, there you got Midlands National, all these Irish oh, Nationals. National, yeah, yeah there's, there's there's too Durham, many. Sussex. Exactly. Sussex exactly. National, Devon National, yeah, Welsh National, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it's for me, it's in any second now. That's that's my my one dot the race. The case that you made pretty much, Catherine, was going well last year. Clearly unlucky in the run. Stays, get the gets the trip, jumps. Um, it's solid, um, solid enough for me. You'd probably play it each way, given you're getting six, seven places. So you, you can't really go wrong with that. And I expect not to lose money on the national by doing that. Do you know what? I was sort of watching the, the races the last couple of days over the national fences and, and watching back. I now have to sort of, you know, you used to always see like beaches looming there in the distance. And now I actually have to count them to realise it is beaches. <laughs> The, the jump beaches to there before I realised they were coming to beaches. <laughs> yeah, I know. I literally, I, I'm. I was I'm like, oh shit, was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It, I mean, look, I think um, our uh, our hilarious friend um, Icy, I think he he put up that picture the other day of um, old beaches, and I mean, Jesus, that horse crashing like literally from the top. I mean, you couldn't have it these days, but. It was some sight in the old days, wasn't it? You know, it really, it really was um, a spectacle. I never got to see the old beaches. I've only sort of walked the track since it's been um, modified, and it's been modified. Do you think it's better now? Ah, uh, I think, I think it's a better. It's definitely a better race now. It's a better race now. Yeah. But no, yeah. nobody wants to see. You know, you don't want traps, do you? And that's what the defences were. Yeah, absolutely not. And obviously, there was, you know, some of them. There was, there was no way around for if anybody that was running loose and mm. and um and refusing. No, absolutely, I I get it. But it's just... they still take some jumping though. They you still have yeah, to yeah. jump them, you know. And it, it they might get a fright. And if they get a fright, forget about it. Like there's. Mm. It it's not some people make out now that it's it's easy to get around there. It's not, and I, it must be some thrill for the jockey still. It's and we do have a higher class of race for it, you know. I I looked at non national the day though. There was a big hole in the fence, like so. <laughs> I know the you know I don't know. We, I, I might be in fine havens, but one jockey went that he went through the fence like it was it was you know and a hurdle knocked over. So I know they they said there was a harder car in back there. Those days, but railway sleepers, mm. railway sleepers, <laughs> but somebody must have took them home with them because it was definitely a big hole in this sense. <laughs> I, um, there's that iconic shot of uh, Red Marauders National where you've got Shea Barry flying through the air, Brave Highlanders like under the fence with his head sticking out, and it's just absolute <laughs> carnage. I was actually there that year, and um, oh. I was, I was. I was working and we were trying to um, relay the race to China. And like, <laughs> they love a bit. They absolutely love a bit. Right? And my boss, my boss at the time presses mute and says, how the fuck do I tell them there's only two left standing? <laughs> I was like, mm. and it was just, I think like every, literally every person that was working for Angie that day, they had out on the course trying to catch the loose horses. It was just, it was unbelievable that meeting. But anyway, 
Um, if you are betting tomorrow, um, enjoy enjoy the Grand National. I still think I'm quite old fashioned. Think that I think that it is still racing shop window. Um, and let's hope that they, everybody comes home safe and sound. And thanks for listening to us. <laughs>